SBO in demand. Your official resource on school business. Welcome to SBO in demand. Today we have Superintendent Dr. Curtis Coates of the Goshen Central School District. They have a vacancy for Assistant Superintendent for Business, and we dive into what it means to be a successful candidate there and a contributing member to that really incredible district in terms of where their finances are and where they see it going in the future. So stay tuned and you'll have a great idea of where this district is headed. Today on SBO In Demand, we have Dr. Curtis Coates, Superintendent of the Goshen Central School District. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me today. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're excited to have you on. And as you know, as we spoke, this is really an opportunity for you to showcase Goshen. Uh, I know that you have a, a vacancy for an assistant superintendent for business. So, you know, with that being said, maybe you can give the listeners a little bit of context to your district and, you know, really what you're proud of and what makes you so unique. Absolutely. So we are a suburban district in Orange County, about 90 to 100 miles north of New York City. We're on the west side of the river, for those of you that are unfamiliar with Orange County. We are a growing district. I met recently with our uh, town supervisor for the town of Goshen, and this year alone, there's approximately 250 new housing starts that are on the books. Wow. For those of you that read the Mid-Hudson News, we are fortunate enough to have Legoland is also within our school district, which has brought some great new commercial revenue to, to the area as well. We are an area that's seeing growth. We have approximately 3,000 students. We've had wonderful support for our schools and for our budgets over the years. And we're looking for that key individual to come in with the team and help support the vision of the district moving forward. That that sounds great. I mean, especially that you have a growing district, because that's not necessarily the case in most of New York State. You're seeing declining enrollment, but that, that, that sounds very promising. So you know, this is an assistant superintendent for business position. I'm sure that the the job oversees all of the operational departments. Can you maybe speak to what the expectations are with, with the position that way? Absolutely. So we house our own transportation company in-house. We run our own bus fleet. We have four buildings in the district of which the assistant superintendent for business not only cooperates and works directly with our food service director, but overseas purchasing and revenue. As we all know, our our food service departments have taken quite a hit the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. We have a shared food service director. So the assistant superintendent for business spends a lot of time, not only with the shared food food service director, but also with our kitchen managers to monitor revenue, monitor purchasing. As I said, works directly with the transportation fleet as well. Also, we have a a small capital improvement project that is going to be voted upon this May, specifically for infrastructure upgrades. We're trying to work on some of our roofs that are aging. We're using some of our federal dollars to look at HVAC upgrades and add air conditioning to one of our elementary schools. There's a lot of exciting work going on. And most importantly, as a superintendent, I'm looking for a good partner. I need someone who wants to look at the strategic planning initiative that we are engaging in right now and understand and embrace that mission and that vision for the district at the same time. The partnership between the superintendent and the business official is is critical. Can you maybe expound on that and speak a little bit more to what you're expecting out of that relationship and really what your administrative team is all about and how the business official kind of fits into that? Yeah, so 
if you had asked me that question 10 years ago, I would have said the closest relationship with the superintendent of schools is absolutely a curriculum person. Mm -hmm. We know with the tax gap, we know with finance of public education, how rapidly that has evolved. I will say equally, if not more, the closest relationship with the superintendent of schools is now your assistant superintendent for business or your business official. They are integral parts of the conversations in curriculum planning, in facilities planning, every facet of school operations they need to be familiar with. You know, gone are the days where the business official could simply be responsible, pop up when the budget was due and make sure that I, I have a balanced budget. They, <laughs> peek they, out from the business office once yeah, a year, right? <laughs> peek, peek out the door and look down the hall that time. <laughs> and it, it really, it's changed dramatically then. They, they need to understand what the operations of the school looks like. They need to be able to sit with principals and, and talk about the program. They need to be able to sit with the PPS department and understand the needs of special education. That relationship is so vital that, like I said, the, the evolution of the position is so important that I need to be able to walk into his or her office at any time, be able to, to talk about a curriculum program, a need of transportation, how are we going to support food service when it's not solvent, and for them to understand and be up to speed at all times on what is going on in the district. Absolutely. Back to the capital improvement project. So that's going to the voters this May, correct? That will go with our annual budget vote. It'll be a proposition. Okay. And when do you anticipate the work starting, assuming that the project is passed? So assuming that it's passed, we would hope that we would have hammer in the wall, if you will, in the summer of 2023. We've been working with our architects who have an office right across the street from the district office, which is wonderful. Oh, perfect. They, they, they are ready to go, you know, pending voter approval. We'll stay optimistic that we get it. Uh, they will get the proposals up to SED and move the work as fast as possible right through for approval so that we can hit optimal time for bidding to make sure that the bids that we can get in will support the work that we're looking to complete. So I don't want to say that you undersold this project, but it's a $9 million project and you're using $5 million from reserves, $4 million from ESSER and CURSA funding, and some county aid that kind of makes up the balance. So there's zero impact to the levy. And what's even more impressive is you don't even have to borrow for it, correct? Yeah, that, that is so important for us to share with our community. And, and I have to say, I give our Board of Education a lot of credit here to have that kind of foresight. As we all know, cost of living, it's not it's not getting, it's not lessening. Right. We want to be conscious of the burden that we put on the homeowners and the property owners here in our district. Where possible from efficiency savings, we've really tried to be responsible with capital reserve funding so that we can still continue to take care of our facilities. This is our house. And just like when you own a home, there's a time where you have to replace the roof, you have to pave the driveway, you have to put new windows in. We want to make every effort, as you just pointed out, John, to, to minimize the amount of borrowing that we have to do to be able to accomplish those things. Because when our community comes to our schools, we want them to be proud. Right. And that, that's a great point, and I appreciate you bringing it up. We will not be borrowing for this work. And we're hopeful that we can still have that ongoing vision to take care of our facilities. In fact, I'll take it one step further. With our revenue outlook. We also have positioned in our budget proposal for this year, we've added now a million dollars for transfer to capital so that we can continue to, to 
cross off the list, if you will, those projects that need to be taken care of from windows to roofs to, to anything that we can do on an ongoing basis to continue it, to, to maintain that responsibility to the great community that really supports our schools for a long time. And we, we hope well into the future as well. I have to say that that's really impressive. I mean, you, you are having a, an increase in your population, which is super important. So you need to have the infrastructure in place to make sure that those, those buildings are cooled and heated when they need to be. And to be able to do all of that with no tax impact and not even having to borrow a single dollar, is, again, is incredibly impressive. So hats off to you and your board and your administrative team for really having the foresight. And that, again, that transfer to capital is going to be huge as well. You know, you, you did mention your board of education. Can Maybe you can speak to the relationship as you see it between the board and the business official with, you know, maybe day to day or just kind of presentations. How does that look in, in your eyes? Sure. So the board relies heavily on my relationship to, to be able to communicate where their concerns are. This is a very policy-focused board. They understand roles and responsibilities. There are certain, certain times that they absolutely want transparency. They, they want access to the business official, but that's always in concert with the superintendent of schools. When it comes to budget time, they understand that what's getting proposed, it's their budget in the end, but they depend heavily on the expertise of the person that we want to put in that office so that they know what's presented to them is accurate, it's up to date, it's current, and it reflects the goals and objectives that they've asked the administration to set forth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the confidence is huge and, you know, making sure that what you're being told and what the board is being told is accurate is, is a major piece of the position. So, you know, wrapping up here, one last question. You did speak to it a little bit, but what would you say is your ideal candidate and what are you as a superintendent looking for in your, in your next business official? Yeah, I want to go back to one of my statements from earlier because it, it is something that I, I share with anyone that I hire in a cabinet level position, especially in this position. I need a partner. I need a partner that is truly going to be able to come in close the door and ask me the difficult questions and challenge me when they're, they're not certain of what I'm asking them to do or they don't agree. But at the same time, when we open the door to be able to go out together with a common mission, I need someone with a background and experience. You know, we, we are not a small district. We have 3000 students. We have, as we talked about already, a growing community. We need someone to come in that has the expertise in the background that can continue to help us be successful continue to maintain the confidence of the community and be able to push the, the mission and vision forward. Finally, I, I need someone that's going to be willing and able to help the office staff grow. We have some great people in our treasurer position, accounts payable, payroll. We have a, a very strong office staff that wants to, to continue to learn and play an active role in helping the district succeed. I need someone that has the willingness that when the treasurer comes over and says, I want to understand this. Can you, can you tell me what's happening here and explain the whys to me is going to have the patience and the understanding to teach them and help them grow as employees as well. That well-rounded candidate is a dream, and I, I know it's going to make us work hard to, to find it, but I know with perseverance and dedication and asking the right people that we're going to find it to, to come to a really a great district here in Orange County. Well, it certainly sounds like a great opportunity for your next business official. I mean, it sounds that you have a very strong sense of who you're looking for and a partnership, I think, is a great way to put it. And that's always relieving to hear for somebody coming into the district that, that the superintendent is approaching it from that angle. And strictly with the finances and your infrastructure, it looks like things are, are headed down the right path. So with that being said, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but the posting is open now and closes March 31st. And when are you looking to have this individual start? As we know, any good business official is going to want to see their budget process through. We fully understand that. We need to get through May. We are hoping for the middle of June to at least begin a trans transition, but fully understand if it can't be until July 1. But we know by the summertime, especially pending successful passage of our capital improvement project and getting all of the new budget detail in place, that around July 1, we really need someone to be here in district ready to, to roll up their sleeves and get the hard work done with us. Sure, sure. And the posting is on loss, I believe, correct? On OLAS should be going out on NISBA and it should be going out on ASBO within the next day or so, hopefully by the beginning of next week as well. Great. Well, you heard it here. Keep your eyes peeled for the Goshen CSD Assistant Superintendent for Business position. Dr. Coach, thank you so much for your time today and best of luck filling that vacancy. John, thanks again for inviting me. I appreciate the opportunity.